Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which, as always, is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. You know, there's always so much going on in bingo and so many different things I think about, but I don't really have some place to put whatever my thoughts are, you know, to make it one kind of particular episode. You know, I think about something at a certain time, so, oh, yeah, there was that, oh, I meant to mention that, or, oh, that was interesting, or whatever, so, uh, you know, and then it just doesn't work out where it ends up being part of a conversation, or it never comes out somewhere that I can express myself about it. So, that's what this episode is about, okay? This is kind of my makeshift episode, where I just talk about a couple of random things that kind of cross my mind, <laughs> you know, and hopefully you guys are going to stick around to listen to it. All right. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that I know I've kind of mentioned slightly in passing, but I want to follow up on it because I think it's just really hysterical. At least it tickles me because it just seems so odd. And that's going back to this whole little pool tab thing. Okay. Uh, And again, some people call it flash, but uh, generally speaking, most places I go, they do call them pool tabs. And what has come to mind recently is, like I said, this need to spend all this money playing pool tabs. So it's kind of controversial on that one spot alone. You know, how much money should you spend on pool tabs? Some people spend a lot of money. Some people spend a little money. Some people spend a moderate amount of money. But it's all kind of a personal choice about how much you want to spend on pool tabs. And there are actually some places, like if you look, uh, if you go to Vegas, there are several places. In fact, most places in Vegas do not play pool tabs. So that's kind of a culture shock, I know, for some people. But again, if you look at it, pool tabs have only been on the scene for like, I don't know, last 10 years, whatever, I'm not sure. But initially, we all know that bingo was just playing bingo. But pool tabs have absolutely been incorporated into that process. And I, again, just think it's really funny what a difference it's made. And I'm bringing this up again because I said in the last podcast when I had Raina on for my guest, you know, live, love, teach bingo. And I noticed her one time when I was watching her live and she was playing and they had these pool tabs. And it just astonished me that she was sitting there uh, crocheting instead of playing the pool tabs. I mean... I can't even tell you, that just really threw me for such a loop. It's like, you can do that? And again, I know I've said that, but it just keeps coming back because it just never even occurred to me that you could sit there and not buy the pool tabs. They're just so freaking addicting. And anyway, so I've got an upcoming trip. I'm going on a cruise in August with my sisters and my best friend to Alaska. So one of the things I've been trying to do is to cut back on my spending and save some money so I can, you know, really splurge and have a good time on this trip. So I thought, you know, you spend so much on these pool tabs, all right? So if I could just cut back, just play bingo, and just buy, you know, maybe a few pool tabs to give yourself a chance to win some money, you know, because most of the times you are winning a lot more money on the pool tabs than you are on the actual bingo game. So uh, I play at a place on Wednesday and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And I did. I I just bought a certain amount of pool tabs and I didn't bring any extra money with me. And I'm with my friend and we're playing. I 
can't even tell you. It was painful. That was the most painful night. And my friend who's sitting with me, she's like, I can't believe you're doing this. You know, they come out with pull tabs. You know, hi, here's this. Here's California gold. Here's spare change. Here's, you know, um, the $2,400 pull tabs. And I'm just like letting it go, but I'm just absolutely cringing. It was painful. I felt like I was a drug addict or something because you absolutely want to buy those pull tabs. And And it's weird because it really is really hard for me to watch these pull tabs go by and not try to dig through every pocket that I have to find some money to pay for these pull tabs. Although I will say there is actually an exception to the rule, which I also think is funny because it's it's just interesting to me. I don't have trouble passing up the $2,400 pool tabs. I mean, I'll buy them, but if they're playing $2,400 pool tabs, uh, because they're generally $2, I don't have any trouble in the world passing those up, which might seem counterintuitive to a lot of people because those are the ones that pay so much more. But for whatever reason, I just get $2 stuck in my craw. You know, I just don't want to pay $2. So it doesn't bother me at all when they come around. But that, again, goes to show you that it is some kind of emotional thing going on because it's a pull tab, it's coming out, and it doesn't phase me. But when the other ones come out, it absolutely makes my skin crawl if I can't buy some of the pull tabs. And, uh, you know, and different people buy different amounts. I don't need to buy hundreds of them, but I usually like to buy at least 10 uh, of them. So some people buy 20, 30, 40, whatever, and that makes them happy. But, you know, I'm usually fine with 10, but not to even be able to do that really made that night really stressful. And my girlfriend was just cracking up because she couldn't believe I was doing it. And full disclosure, toward the end of the night, there was one last one. It's called uh, Triple Wish. Triple Wish actually pays $1,500. And the prior week, I was actually stuck in the window with that one. It was $1,500. I needed 073. And doggone, if I didn't get uh, monitored, 073 was in the window, but somebody had just yelled bingo. And so I didn't get it. But um, so yeah, I did I did break down and I did actually spend $20 on that. I got a couple of numbers. Uh, didn't win, but I just, <sighs> it was... Uh, you know, it was nice to be able to spend a little money and get a pool tab and enjoy that. But I do think it's so interesting how some people can sit there and not buy pool tabs and not have any kind of emotional reaction to it whatsoever at all. And then other people just like, you you absolutely have to do that. So that's the one thing that I want to rant about uh, is this, this experiment of not buying pool tabs. And I'm going to keep trying to limit myself as I get, you know, closer and closer to this cruise that I want to take. But it is just really interesting that there was such an emotional reaction. I'm hoping that the more I do it, the less emotional I'll be about not buying these pull tabs. And maybe, you know, toward the end, it'll be fine and I'll kind of (laughs) kick the habit and I'll be okay and I can... uh, balance my budget a little bit better. But by the way, that's the other thing too. My husband and I had to fill out some legal documents and we had to write down all this information about our expenditures. And so we were trying to break things down. And there's that section that says entertainment. How do you, how much money do you spend for entertainment? You know, and these are legal documents. I was like, shucks. You have to write that down and you're like, oh, crap, that's a lot of money to be spending. And, and, and the majority of that absolutely is on pool tabs. So it's, it's one thing to be spending the money and you're not thinking that much about it. You're just, you know, I've got the money in my pocket, so I'm going to spend that money. But when you have to actually write down what that money is over the course of a month, it's, it's, it's a little shocking. So that's also going to be a motivating force to help me cut back on the pool tabs. Again, just hopefully it won't be so emotionally painful. 
The other thing I want to talk about is having your favorite place to play bingo. You know, there's so many bingo halls in California and actually so many bingo halls across the world and more and more are popping up. It's like every day I see more popping up. I think in this past month, I saw at least three more pop up on the uh, Bingo Me Now app in that are close to me that are in my vicinity. So that's really nice. So it's interesting, though, that everybody has like their own little idea of how they like to play bingo. One of the places that a friend of mine just really hated. <laughs> and yes, that's my friend Jason. He absolutely positively hated the bingo club. Now, full disclosure, he wasn't a bingo player. So if you're not a bingo player, the worst place on God's green earth you can go for the first time to play bingo would be the bingo club. And that was back then, okay? He was talking old school bingo club where they sold the games by the strip, okay? They played 25 games. Actually, I think they played like 100 games through the night. I mean, it just went all night long, okay, to like to the wee hours of the morning. And each bingo game was just a single piece of paper. You know, if you wanted to play the game, you give a person a dollar, they'd give you a little strip to play. And then they would call the numbers like lightning's fast. Okay. It's like, boom, you better know what you're doing because you don't have time to think. You don't have time to question. If you think you have bingo, you need to yell bingo because you don't have time to second guess because they're going to call that next number and you're going to lose. So it's a very stressful place to go to play bingo. And again, that was back then when they went really, really fast and they just did one game after another and then another dollar, another dollar, another dollar. But the good thing was that you could stop anytime and you can start anytime. So I really did appreciate that. Now the bingo club is still a little on the stressful side, but at least they have it broken up into three increments. You can do three sessions. There's a session that starts at six. Uh, there's another one that's at roughly eight and another one that's at roughly 10. During the week, they play 25 games in the first two sessions and then 40 games on the last session. On the weekend, it's 25 games for each one of those sessions. But even though you get to buy your packs all at one time, the stuff that still made the bingo club the bingo club is still true. They still call relatively fast, a little slower than before, but still relatively fast. So if you want to play bingo and it's your first time out, please, for the love of God, do not go to the bingo club. But if you're someone who really appreciates just playing bingo and having access to pool tabs as well, uh, the bingo club is great. I love it. I can go there. I can just sit back and it's like, ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Bingo, 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 bingo. You either win or you didn't win. We're on to the next game. Uh, you got to kind of pay attention and that's good for my brain. I like to, to make sure that I'm using it when I can and testing it out to make sure that I'm keeping track of things. But then there are other places like the reverse of that. If you're somebody who's new to bingo and just want to take a minute to learn it, I can't think of any place better than Cry Help out in the valley. Uh, it's wonderful. It's nice. It's slow. You know, they play basic games that are not too hard to understand. They've got a nice little uh, amount of pool tabs that they play, usually about 11 or 12, and it's just nice and easy. If you've got a friend who's having some kind of a event happening, maybe celebrating a birthday or a wedding shower, whatever, if you've got something that you want to just take your mother out or somebody who's visiting to play bingo, it's, it's a nice place to go. But actually, now that I've mentioned those, that's not really what I wanted to talk about. What I want to talk about is what happens when the place that you love goes out of business. That's happened to me at this point twice. <laughs> uh, for, 
those of you who know, the place that I originally started playing at bingo out here in California, or one of the places that I got most comfortable at playing bingo was literally across the street from my house. Okay, I could walk there. I could throw a stone and hit this place. It was right there. It was really convenient. I had tons of friends. It was wonderful. But when the pandemic hit, they closed down and they never came back. That was devastating because so many friends of mine were playing there. And it was just a really nice, comfortable place to be. I could go there. They were open like four nights a week, four or five, actually five nights a week. They were open five nights a week. And it was just a great routine. And it just uh, was all good for my mental health and happiness. But it closed down. Uh, it's never coming back. And so you go out and you find another place that you like. And there's actually a few. Like I said, I like the bingo club. I like going to St. Joseph High School. And I like playing out in Vegas. I like going to Sunset Station because it's an all-paper location. So I always like going there. It's nice. It's quiet. It's easy. You're only going to pay about 13 games. You're going to be there for an hour, and then you're gone, okay? So there are a lot of places that I do like. But one of the places that was my another favorite was the Samoan Bingo out in Gardena, which was managed by this guy named Kennedy. So actually, we always call it Kennedy's all the time. And, you know, there were things about it that would drive us crazy. And Pam and I, my bingo buddy, would say, we're never going there again. But that was really our, our, our little hangout. Because again, it was open at least four or five nights a week. And you could go there, sit down, do what you had to do, play a lot of pool taps, play a lot of bingo, and just really had a good time. But back in October, they closed down seemingly at that time for just a couple of weeks. And it was great. Okay, we weren't happy that it was going to be closed for a couple of weeks, but that's fine. You do what you got to do. And they were going to come back. Well, I want you to know it's like, what, we're in mid-April at this point, and they are not coming back. Or at least they haven't come back. I won't say they're not coming back. They haven't come back. I actually did call, and the and the location did say that, you know, they think they're going to come back, and I know they're trying very hard to come back, but oh my gosh, it's just so irritating to have a place that you really like and... um for some reason, it just decides to close on you. So I'm starting to think I might be bad luck for some of these bingo halls since they seem to want to close down on me. The last thing I want to talk about is how funny, because you do have these places where you go and you make all these friends and you get used to seeing these people on a pretty regular basis and, you know, and you're usually having fun. I mean, bingo is a place where you're usually having a good time. So uh, the relationships you have with these people are always on the positive side. But what happens when these places close down, and this is what I think is funny, is that it's kind of like high school, okay, or maybe even college, but I'll stick to high school. You know how in high school, there were people that you saw all the time. It could be the cheerleaders or people in your class, whatever, the people that you saw all the time, but you never actually talked to. You may not have even waved to them, you know, walking down the corridors or whatever, but you did know that that person was there, you know? And so the whole time, four years, whatever, you never talked to that person. This could also be someplace you worked at too, but you did know that person was there. And then you meet at a different place, okay? And say it's the high school reunion, 10 years later, and even though you never spoke to that person before and they never spoke to you, when you see each other, you're just so excited to see them. You're like, oh my God, <laughs> hi, because you have that common bond, that common memory or whatever. And that's the same thing with these bingo players. It cracks me up that I go to these different locations or play at these different bingo halls and I see people who played either at Buckingham or at Kennedy's or at Cry Help or whatever, but particularly um, Buckingham and or Kennedy's. 
because you're just so sad that the place is no longer there and you both can lament over that issue and you're like, oh my God, I miss it so much. Have you, and you know, for Kennedy's, it's like, have you heard anything? Do you know what's going on and stuff like that? But it's just interesting that there's that bond that's created over the fact that you've lost this experience that you used to enjoy so much. So anyway, I just think that's really interesting. And I'm hoping with all my heart, even though Buckingham is never, ever going to come back and that breaks my heart, I am hoping with all my my heart that Kennedy is able to fix whatever kind of problems that he's having so he can come back so I can go back and and play bingo and either join into the buying pool tabs experience or just playing bingo but still getting back to one of my favorite places to just enjoy what I enjoy doing the most okay so those are just a couple of things that I wanted to get off my chest I hope everybody is well I hope everybody had a wonderful Easter holiday and thank you so much for bearing with me and letting me get those things off my chest. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict, and I look forward to having you come back for the next episode. Thanks so much. Bye. It's not a game. It's a red stick.